And so it is. Dear Shambram, that I, Tobias, return for this portion of our gathering. Indeed, I would not want to miss um, the activities here, the celebration, and um, indeed um, to take the questions today. Before we begin with the questions, let me speak a little bit more about Kuthumi. <laughs> Kuthumi has long been considered one of the world's teachers, world's spiritual teachers, assisting those who are on earth from his side, assisting many on earth while he walked on earth in the human body. His energy has been an important part of this whole transformation over the past 100 years. And he continues to work with, with humans based on his own experience. He has lived many, many lifetimes, and as he stated today, he has been a philosopher for so many of them. For him to state that philosophy is dead is significant. It's a milestone. It's very indicative of the new energy that's coming in. For him to come to the group today and basically let you know that this area that was such a passion and a love of his is now behind him. He's now into the creative energies. He's now into the energies of experiencing and creating rather than just thinking or pondering things. That should be a wonderful example to all of you. You've had many, many years of your own type of inner philosophy, your own type of pondering. You've, you've gone through your own type of um, breakdowns and meltdowns. As you move beyond that, now you come to this, this era of creativity. You begin applying what you've learned, what you've studied, you begin applying yourself into energy consciously, and that is the creator in the new energy. Kathumi talked today about, about this new energy infusion, allowing the space and doing the breathing to actually let that start becoming part of your life. As he said, this new energy is coming anyway, one way or the other. There are those who will resist it, there are those who will battle it, but it's coming. It's the natural evolution of all of our energies. It's, it is indeed coming. Now, there are many ways to bring new energy in, or any energy for that matter, but new energy in particular. One of the ways that you have brought energy in in the past was to do it through some type of trauma, an accident, something that um, even possibly caused you great stress on your, your body, a drama in your life that caused a type of shock or overwhelming reaction. And during that, that time period, that major uh, incident that took place, it allowed energies, even old energies, to flow in. As we have said before, just when you are, when you are born into the biological body, it's not like you bring in all of your energy at one time. It slowly comes in over 14 up to 21 years of time. Oftentimes it is brought in when you have a trauma, when you're a child and fall off your bike, get the wind knocked out of you. So for Kuthumi to do this simple and short exercise today, 
is significant. You can bring in your new energy, your divine energy, without the trauma. You can bring it in without all of the difficult and harsh circumstances. You don't need to suffer to have it come in. You can do this in a group. For any of you, Shambra, who meet together, take a few moments to breathe in and to soak in the new energy that is here for you. You can do it by yourself with your regular breathing, which I know all of you do, with your regular breathing to allow that new energy into your life. And as Kasthumi said, without expectation, because it's going to look different and feel different. It's going to smell different than any of the energies that you are familiar with. Some of you may be looking at your life and saying, where is this new energy that I keep hearing about? How come it's not here? Perhaps you're looking in the wrong place. It comes in very different, and, and it operates different than what you've been used to. But the fact is, it is coming in. It's part of the natural evolution and part of the cycles that Kuthumi talked about today. So keep breathing, keep allowing that in. And now in your lives, Shambra, begin to apply it. Apply this creativity, no matter what it is, writing a book, starting a business, anything you choose, begin applying it in your life. With that, we'll begin the questions for today, and uh, we're going to ask you to give us your best shot. Uh, the first question, I am going to alter one of the words towards the end for because of the live webcast. Mm. Okay. Tobias, you've had an impact on my life by the lies you are creating within your cult. After... <laughs> After sitting in on one of your workshops, I can now clearly see what you are trying to accomplish. The fact that a close friend of mine has had his wife leave him and his family can be directly associated to you. In further researching your operation, it's evident that there are a number of things that you are doing that are unethical. I'm not okay with that. The fact that you have a belief system that is different from mine is certainly okay. However, profiting from the manipulation of people is a crime and will not be tolerated. My friend and his wife, my friend had his wife threaten him at gunpoint recently because he didn't want her to go to one of your seminars. Since that day, his family is much better off. However, he has lost his wife and the mother of his children. I blame you for that and I have and as I have found out, there are a lot of other people out there facing similar problems. You need to know a couple of things. Magical thinking does not cure cancer. Miracles do happen, but it's not because of your magical thinking. It should also be noted that sexual healing is not something that is better when two people have been enlightened. The basis of this thought process is ridiculous and criminal. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you at one of the upcoming workshops. I would assume that you realize that there is going to be backlash with some of your teachings. If you're going to manipulate people in a certain way for profit, you should then be open to being effed up yourself. Hmm. Hmm. And a Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> Indeed, these energies we are dealing with here are 
most potent. And we have told Chamber that from the beginning. This is not for everyone. This does not have mass appeal for all humans because it involves change. And change is very, very difficult. Change sometimes means leaving your job, sometimes a spouse, sometimes your old ways, sometimes change totally changes your concept of who you are, of what you thought you were, changes your entire identity. It's not easy work. Mo Chambre have been together for a long time. Our journey began in the temples of Tian in Atlantis and continued through the time of Yeshua, and we renew that again as the family of the rock here again in this time of transformation into new energy. The change is difficult. Shamber knows that. That is why we get together every month like this, and that is why we get together in our workshops and seminars. Not so much about the words that I, Tobias, say. It's about the energy of getting together with this family. I ask all of you to, first of all, understand that it is not about the energy of Tobias, Katumi, St. Germain, Kuan Yin, or any of the others. We're here to listen. We're here to share your thoughts back to you. There's something very unique about the energy of a shout. It is, it is your energy. As we've all learned from past lifetimes, we're not trying to create a hierarchy or leadership. Even within Crimson Circle, the leadership is not, um, what, do you, what do you say, a dictatorial. It is not strong. It is about empowering and allowing the empowerment of each person. It is about the core message of what you have to share, what we have to share also. You are God also. You are the one who has the answers, not any of us. You are the ones who can heal your body. You are the ones who can create your reality in any way you choose. Most people have a difficult time with that. They want to believe that they are a victim of circumstances and consciousness, that there are others, even on the celestial levels, who are calling the shots. They want to believe that they are simply a victim of destiny. We turn that around and we say, you are the creator. This doesn't sit well with some people, and it doesn't necessarily sit well with their families, because it involves change. It involves a whole new way of looking at things. So we're not asking everybody to agree with us, or you, Shambra. And if any of you, whether you are sitting or here today listening, listening to this at a future point, if the energy isn't appropriate for you, you don't have to partake in it. However, whether your spouse or friends or family choose to be involved in this work, choose to be involved in church work, or choose to be in, in uh, agnostics, whatever they choose, we ask you to honor them for, that, for their path. Rather than trying to inflict your beliefs and your ideas on them, your view of the way the world should look, honor them, allow them the space, allow them to pursue their own dreams, allow them to pursue their own heart, this way you avoid many of the conflicts that and the dramas that are being stirred up right now. We do indeed thank you for your question.
Tobias, uh, last month I accepted the challenge of change in my life, mm. and then I started working with the NOST CD, and then everything, all the old energy stuff in my life started falling apart. Of course, mm. a lot of drama. And my question is uh, twofold. Number one, if you could give me some understanding about this, I'm even to the point where um, I'm not even going to be able to afford a place to live on my own. And I'm wondering if this is actually NOST, if I'm letting go of every old energy thing to bring the new energy in. And the second part, can you tell us, Do for those of us who have lived on credit for a long time and are basically ruining our credit, is it really going to matter in the new energy? Because we're trying to solve this in the old energy, but we're moving into the new. Indeed, and as um, Katumi talked about today, he shared his experience of going through his own type of breakdown in his life as uh, Kutumi. And this is something that um, this type of uh, hitting the, the, uh, the wall or hitting an endpoint is something that is very, very common with those who are going through very fast uh, change and evolution in their life. I had my own experience, my own traumas in my past lifetime, locked away in prison, angry with everything, going through my own type of hell and torture. I lost everything that I had in order to find everything that I was. Now, you don't need to do that. You can learn from my experience and Katumi's experience. You don't need to bottom out before you go through that next, um, that next evolution. You can choose to do it gracefully. You can choose to do it where you don't have to lose everything. But right now, there's still there's still a very old mindset that you carry, but many other humans do also, that you must go through this um, trauma in the evolution in order to uh, basically free yourself of all those energies uh, to move forward. You don't need to do that. You don't need to get to the point of losing your home and losing all of your property, basically being destitute in order to rediscover yourself. You can choose to do it more gracefully, and you can choose to do it abundantly. Now when you do, when you do choose to do it that way, part of you, the old part of you jumps up and basically doesn't think it can go through these changes, these difficult changes, without having to completely cleanse or, or release everything. But you actually can. You can have those old aspects of yourself evolve right along with you. You don't need to go into a destitute situation. You're the only one who can make that choice. And we know you've made it in your mind, but you also have to make it in your heart. You've said to yourself that you don't want to suffer, but yet in many ways you're still choosing it. It's about going in and letting every part of your being know that it's okay. Kuthumi gave the story today about about you, the parent self, the, the God self, going into the energies of the rest of you, the other aspects, and assuring every part of you, the financial part, the health part, and the relationship part, that this is all a natural and very sacred process. In terms of this whole area of credit, um, that's a very long discussion, but we wouldn't advise 
to Shambhar to go out and run up your credit cards. We've called these before uh, karma cards. Because in a sense, there is a payment for them. You're not going to get out of, um, of this without some type of repayment because you've made a commitment or an obligation to repay them. So to think that you're just going to walk away is going to have an effect because there's going to be people who, people who are going to call you on the phone. There'll be your own sense of consciousness and, and rightness about this. But you can choose situations. You can create situations that are going to allow you to be abundant so that paying off these credit cards is not a problem. You're not going to reach ascension by uh, charging it on your credit card, so to speak. <laughs> so it's time to get very, very simple in some, of, um, in some of what you are doing. Go back to some of the simple principles, the principles of making your choices, being the creator, not relying on others, and allowing yourself to be totally abundant. And we're going to tell you right now, very, very directly and specifically, this energy that we talk about, the new energy, even the old energy, is all around you right now. It is free and it is abundant. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to know any special words to unlock the, the secret door. It is sitting right around you right now. You are the only one in the universe who can activate it. I can't do it for you. None of the rest of Shambra can do it for you. Even praying to Spirit won't do it for you. You have to be willing to activate it. You have to go inside and look, what is activating that energy? Taking this raw energy and applying it towards a, a creative application. What does that look like? Listen for the answer, for it is there. And don't allow yourself, unless you choose to, but don't allow yourself to go down this path of having to have a total smash-up before you move to the next level. Thank you. I still don't trust my feelings. Sometimes it's like two opposite energies are pulling me into different directions. What can you tell me? Indeed. Um, sometimes there's a confusion between feelings and thoughts. Sometimes the mind jumps in and wants to take over, interpret and analyze uh, what we call raw feelings or raw energy. And therefore you get into this conflict about what you are really feeling. You get into basically a head game. Feeling is about, is about sensory perception. You get it all the time. All of you do. You get feelings when there's other energies in the room. You can walk into a grocery store and you get a feeling of the people and the environment that you're in. But the minute that you start to analyze it, then the feeling gets into conflict. It's no longer feeling. Now it is thought. The challenge in the new energy is to allow yourself to experience feeling without analyzing it, without trying to define it. That's difficult at first and very easy later. Difficult because you're used to defining everything. And to let yourself just have raw feeling without trying to say that it's dark or light or without trying to define the quantity or the, the depth or any of these other... Um, old energy measurement systems, is a bit challenging. It's about allowing raw, raw feelings. At first it feels uncomfortable because you're not used to it. The mind wants to race off and make it into something. But leave it as it is. Just experience it. 
then the thought process or the analytical process will be replaced by the knowingness, which is indeed nost, and is your, indeed your what we would call your divine intelligence. Now you're operating on a realm of knowingness rather than thinking. You can have immense amounts of feelings and knowingness and allow it um, not to have to go through the mind, but allow it to just be that divine knowingness. It is it is an entirely different principle. It is the difference between um, a very old computer operating system and a very, very new high-tech operating system that doesn't even need things like um, electricity. So it's quite different. Allow yourself to have raw, undefined feelings and then go from there. Hi, Tobias. You fooled me. <laughs> I thought you were going to be Katumi. <laughs> Sometimes I dress up like him. I've but... seen you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little <laughs> thing on my head. I had no question for Katumi. And um, I have no question for you. <laughs> I simply so you wanted like to, to say hello to my dear friend and associate Katumi, who... I so it out of I have here. a question for you. Oh, boy. That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> and I won't ask why the chicken crossed the road, but um, I will ask, um, how are you doing since the last time you stood in front of the group like this? Um, I absolutely can't even remember the least bit <laughs> uh, anything about that last time. Do you mean in this room? In this room, in front of the microphone. Oh, I think that was... um, Should we call it uh, distressed? Um, A bit uh, upset? Um, You wanted a manifestation of um, St. Germain? Germain. Yes, that time. I think of that often. You wanted some tangible proof. Uh, You wanted... um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, you know, I wasn't upset. I I knew that, um, uh, well, in the past, he and I had... um, kind of played those kind of games together. And so I just wanted him to show everybody else one of those. And I always regretted, though, when he said, I'm standing an inch away from you and you don't see me, Mm. that I wasn't extra cute and went (laughs) like this and said, am I hugging you? (laughs) I always regret that. Uh, How do I feel differently now? This is a different lifetime. Mm. Um, I'm a different woman. Um, is that what your question was? No. Could be. <laughs> well, I have, you know what I was going to um, suggest since I didn't have a question that perhaps you would share with us what you and Kutumi and St. Germain and you guys when you're hanging out these days watching Chambra and laughing your little heads off and everything, what, um, <laughs> or not, um, what are some of your most salient observations of the moment? And um, as a group, hmm. is there something that uh, you might want to share with us? A wide variety, and, and we, we discuss it all the time, uh, but a wide variety. We, we took on our portion of the assignment or, or this whole venture, uh, and it was to, to work from this side of the veil. And it was to continue to basically encourage you and support all of you, knowing that it would be very, very challenging and difficult. Um, one of the most common conversations we have is 
it's actually how it's going uh, better than what we thought. We were prepared for worse. We were prepared for... I'm having to get this bicolder here. Um, we, ha- <laughs> we were prepared for many Shambra to drop out uh, in the first several years uh, of our working together. And actually we're, we're quite surprised that the number uh, has, uh, Shambra has stayed so focused on their own, on their own work and their own journey in this lifetime. We're, we're very um, pleased that so many have truly stuck through the toughest of times. You have gone through the toughest. Uh, things now are going through a process of change, but they're not the old ripping down, tearing out type of things that you've experienced. Now, now what you're experiencing is change that you're feeling, um, much of the change from within yourself, but the difficult energies are actually outside of yourself. And right now our focus is to try to help Shambra understand this very simple principle. So many of the things that are that are difficult and um, cause the stress and tension are not coming from you. You're simply feeling so much uh, and, and interpreting it from the outside. One of our greatest joys is that this whole advent of the quantum leap is approaching and that we have such a large group of Chambra to work with uh, through this process. It is truly historic. It is something that uh, perhaps sounds a bit like a fairy tale or perhaps sounds like a, a spiritual carrot, but indeed it is happening. There, It has been predicted for eons of time. We're simply entering into the next age of uh, consciousness. We're going we're going beyond the uh, what you would call the the mind-oriented human in this new and next evolution in the new energy. It's causing many challenges and breakdowns of old systems, and it's very difficult for Schomburg to be around during this time. But yet you're enduring, you're persevering, you're you're going for it. Now, there's one thing that um, Saint Germain, Katumini, and I are going to be working on with all of you. You're at an interesting point. You've gone through this tremendous evolution. You've learned so much within yourself. You've learned to be your own master, not not have somebody else as your master, but to be your own. But right now, in order to bridge the gap between this um, energy integration, your melding of the masculine, feminine, and all the other energies in you, now the next step is putting it into application. And this is why, in a sense, that Kathumi also said philosophy is done. Time to stop thinking about it. Time to stop talking about it. And time to start doing it. We can't do it. We don't have the physical uh, mechanisms that you do. You can now take this energy, take your divinity, every part of you, everything we've been learning over these years, and now apply it. This is crossing a spiritual chasm. It's going from from philosophy and thought into application. But as you know, chasms are sometimes dark and deep. And sometimes those who leap over chasms uh, tend to freeze up first before they do. They tend to get then into their mind. They tend to evaluate that chasm. They tend to uh, want to... know how deep it is. 
how much of a leap they need to take, and what's on the other side. Because of the way energy works and all of these other physics of, of, of living, those answers aren't there. So it's taking yet another leap of faith, putting this work into action, putting yourself into, into action. This is the real, what would you say, proof of the, um, of the pudding. This is the manifestation of everything we've been talking about. It's more important to have all of you, Chambra, manifest, uh, create, make this energy real and tangible, bring it to earth rather than just talking about it. It's more important than having I, Tobias or St. Germain or any of the rest of us uh, um, appear to you out of thin air and then poof away. That, that would destroy years and years and years worth of work that you've done. It would totally distract you. But when you learn how to take this energy, work it very efficiently into your life, balance your biology, create grand abundance into your life, that, that is the proof, that is the, the standard that other humans are looking for. So over this, the course of the next nine months, obviously we're going to be talking to all of you, asking you, what have you done with your new energy today? Have you gotten up and just thought about it? Have you created it as another philosophy, as just another thought-provoking notion? Or are you actually applying it in your life? Are you actually rising up to become standards and creators in the new energy? Anything else? <laughs> One very brief thing. When um, Kutumi and I were working on the books together, there's a section about our creation, our creation of, uh, in his words, there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there but you. And now we are, and I believe that this is um, very real, I've experienced it, but there is something out there uh, that isn't us, or is it? This energy that we are meeting up with that is so highly challenging, is this us? Is this, in fact, something? It is actually... Um now we get philosophical here, no. <laughs> but, but I will answer. It is actually, it is you. Uh, it is you and it is the rest of uh, the humans in, in a type of uh, mass consciousness. And it is, is also entities from uh, the non-physical realms. But the aspect of it that is you is a you from the past, you see. It is the part of you from the past that was old energy, that clung on and held to old energy, that got into drama and fear and all of these other things. Uh, the other part that was very linear and very duality-oriented and very separated. That part of you doesn't necessarily just go away. You just evolve yourself beyond its limitations. But it shows back up again to you, back in these energies that we talked about. So in a sense, yes, it is you and, and it is the others, but it is you from the past. Back in June, you discussed that humanity needed stewards of business. Uh, you said you would be happy to do discussions about a new energy business. Would you consider doing a separate channeling specific to creating the new business models? As I'm working with a, building a business, I would love information to guide me to build it in new energy. Hmm. Sounds like um, 
a uh, promotion for the upcoming Ask to Buy a session that we're going to have in less than three weeks. It will be about new energy business, and it will be available on your local website. Thank you. Hello, Tobias. This is a question from Wilhelmina in the Netherlands. Mm. She says, Becoming sovereign doesn't appear loving and compassionate to those one to those ones has to leave. I can now see they were old ties, but the dozens of family members and friends I've distanced from over the last years, one way or another, uh, wouldn't describe me as a standard of love and compassion at this point. So the question is how to become or how to combine the process of becoming sovereign and being compassionate at the same time. Indeed, the first thing is into becoming sovereign is to have compassion and love for yourself, first and foremost. You can't uh, do this without the love for yourself. Other humans, um, they're used to feeding on on other people, and they have a certain definition of a way that you, anybody, should act and respond to them, how you should uh, be giving, giving, giving to them. This this is a very old energy principle, and it eventually t- drains the energy out of people, and they get sick, and they die, and then we have to try to work with them over here. <laughs> it's it's a very, very old cycle. You take one human who learns to love themselves. Sometimes they have to separate from other people to do that. A human who learns to... that. They are God also. Sometimes they have to leave behind other things to understand that. Sometimes they have to go off on a sabbatical, away from everything, as St. Germain has done, as Kathumi did, and as I did, and many, many of the others. Sometimes sometimes humans, um, Shambra, you're learning to just let some of the old things go, go off on your own journey for a while, Yes, it's going to get other people mad because you've built um, a complex network with them, a consciousness network, and they feel the loss of, of your presence. They also feel angry and they also feel hungry because they can't feed on things they call love and compassion. But what really are love and compassion? Well, that answer is within yourself. Go inside and look for What is it like to love yourself? You are going to be the hardest person that you'll ever come to love. (laughs) It's easier to love, quote-unquote, a a restricted uh, type, uh, limited type of love, easier to love other people, easier to have compassion. I get a little upset when I hear people misusing these words. Sometimes compassion, uh, when a person uses it in reference to another, means they're just supposed to be a pushover. They're supposed to be a sucker. They're supposed to give, give, give all the time. That is not a good or healthy energy relationship. Now imagine a world composed of totally sovereign beings who don't need to feed off of others, who don't need to take energy from others, who can create, uh, who can choose, who can be who they are. You're not going to have things like wars. You're not going to have things like poverty. Everyone is self-empowered in their own right. So sometimes, yes, when you or any of you move into these, into your own changes as you go into sovereignty, sometimes it does mean letting go of the old things, and some of them aren't going to like it. 
The good news is, is that as you come to the true understanding of love and of compassion and sovereignty, then you can reestablish a relationship with those who you have um, let the old relationship go, and now you can have a new energy relationship rather than an old karmic relationship. Quite a difference. Thank you. And she just had one other question. She wanted to know why you referred to Ramtha in the old name during the Nost question and answer session. Hmm. The um, we use the name Owama, which is the um, what you would say the larger or the the grander energy. Ramtha was one character, one aspect of Owama that existed um, in a in a particular lifetime. Oftentimes we uh, mix these up, and Kaldru is screaming at us right now, saying there's uh, other implications from a legal standpoint. But um, it is what it is. Um, the energy of Ramtha is still very present on Earth, helping to guide many, many humans into their new understanding. We tend to work more directly with the overall energy of Awama, but the energies uh, again are very similar. Can you refresh my mind and tell me why did I come back here? <laughs> I know I'm the I know I'm the one who chose it. It makes sense, but I would I would never have guessed it. But as I find myself feeling only part woman, mom, artist, teacher, and don't feel I'm being or doing any of these things with my whole presence, I don't complete any of those passions I describe here even less tasting the rewards of living them. And yes, I do breathe, but maybe only partially. Seriously, I need some wider vision on this situation, please. And why is it so? Thank you. Absolutely. Coming back to Earth in in this time was indeed a choice by all of you. It wasn't uh, for karmic reasons. As we've told you before, you, you got through all that. You didn't need to come back here. But yet, uh, when you saw the potential and the opportunity in this era of transition into the new energy, in a sense you almost couldn't resist it. You've been such a part of creating Earth, uh, of going through the ages of Lemuria, of Atlantis, of the Christos area, and now going into this new era of new energy. You almost couldn't say no. It's like you had to see how this play turns out. You also knew, all of you, that you would have so much to offer to other humans, a wealth of experience. You knew that you would have so much to teach them, whether it was, whether it was um, teachings through the Crimson Circle, whether it was things you developed on your own, but you knew that there would be millions and millions of humans, as there are today, calling out for a new way. The old way is the old way. They are looking for a new and different way. Most of you came to Earth um, anywhere from 30 to 60, 70 years ago of time, knowing that the time wasn't quite right, that there was um, things that had to change on Earth. First we had to get through the potential of nuclear war and the devastation of Earth. And we had to get through the millennium period, another potential time for the Earth energy basically to uh, collapse on itself. We got through all of that, and now, in the past six years of time, we're marching 
towards this uh, new energy era. So the time is right. You've been in a holding pattern, to say, assuming more mundane things in your life, uh, jobs or families or things like that, waiting for the time to be right and waiting for other humans to raise their hand to say, I'm looking for something different. I'm looking for a teacher who can help me to find my own way. The time is here right now. The time is here. But again, so many of you have been used to waiting, have been used to um, uh, waiting for the consciousness to catch up that um, you're still waiting. And we are here to encourage you now. It is time. We're not talking about going and evangelizing. There's no need to do that. There are far too many humans in this world right now who are looking for a spiritual teacher. They are looking for someone to be a human guide with them during this whole, during their ascension process. So the time is right now. It is the passion of the Shambra to do this type of work, and it is here now. Thank you. Two more questions. Um, that would be four. There's a part. You know, we've got a party. <laughs> I thought I was at a party right here. <laughs> Tobias, we're very glad you joined us this afternoon. Thank you. And I want to thank you very, very much for sharing the sexual energy materials. The mm. um, question is, in a couple of weeks, a little over a couple of weeks, it's going to be 2007, and it's going to be the quantum leap. Is there a message or some sort of um, thoughts that the Crimson Council might like to share with its um, earthly counterpart, the Crimson Circle, a.k.a. CCEC. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, uh, that, uh, that message is, um, as you say, this new energy era is here, the quantum leap is here. The earth will, uh, humans will continue to go through many, many challenges uh, on their way to this and through this. Just because we hit this date of September 18th, 2007, doesn't mean that that um, all humans all of a sudden make peace with each other. There is still this whole transformation period, but what we do say is from that date on, the potential of everything changes. The ability to make fast changes, to make uh, easy changes, the ability to uh, invent and create all change for humanity as a whole. You can embrace that energy now, you don't, you don't have to wait, but we're talking about when things reach, a, when consciousness, uh, I have to use um, words that are not quite accurate, but when consciousness speeds up to, a, to this point, when it evolves so quickly that it literally goes off the old tracks onto a whole new type of system that isn't comprised of tracks at all. So don't expect um, big changes on September 19th, but expect the potential of everything to change after that. With that, again, as, as we just said, more and more humans are going to be looking for spiritual answers. They're going to be looking for real answers, not just rules, not platitudes. They're going to be looking for a way to basically manage and um, and experience their life in a whole new way. And that's what Shambra is all about. You're not here to be their gurus. You're not here to be their leaders. You're here to be a standard 
a human guide to show them that it can be done. You didn't have that, Shambhar. None of you had that. You you were going through this first. You didn't have other humans who had already gone through it who could say, it can be done. You were going through that uh, very dark and uh, tangled jungle, going through it first, not knowing if this was all a bunch of, um, as you would say, crap, uh, not knowing if it was just running you in circles or not knowing what type of demons were lurking um, behind the trees. Once the first group goes through, it essentially creates a pathway. Now the other humans have to do it on their own, but at least they know that it can be done. We're going to say much more, obviously, about the new energy, but uh, we thank you for, for your work and for your question. Please let me know why I created the experience to have a relationship with a person that's not available and doesn't want to leave his family. Hmm. <laughs> a variety of reasons. Um, a commitment would uh, come to mind here. But also understanding that uh, at your deeper level you know that there's other things that are going to be coming into your life. And if you got very tied up with a commitment, uh, particularly with the one you speak of here, it would have been very energetically consuming. Uh, it would have been wonderful, perhaps, but it would have uh, distracted you from other passions that you have. So you allowed yourself a, a, a little bit of taste, but you didn't have the whole meal. <laughs> oh, Tobias, Tobias, oh. Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do with you? <laughs> I, um, I flew my wing horse. Mm-hmm. You know, to be here as a knight or a standard of the Order of the Crimson Circle so I could join you at this round table for a magnificent feast. And I don't really have a question, but it is being formed it's right an now. an epidemic today. A lot I, of uh, no but, questions during our questions. <laughs> but one just came up now, actually. And... Um, you know, I've had a tremendous year in terms of um, um, just amazing experiences, mm. uh, belief systems that were altered, and and some that ripped apart, ripped apart, and uh, let go of. Mm. And as a result, um, for instance, in the last year, um, I haven't done any running. I used to do 50 kilometers of running every week just to keep my weight in check. I haven't done any running. I haven't gained any weight, practically. Uh, Also, I had been without drinking alcohol for 20 years, and I let go of that belief system of being an alcoholic, and I recently went back drinking. And although for a little while there was a little bit of fear as to whether I had actually allowed the belief system to go or not, Well, I know for a fact now it's very clear that it has um, disappeared. And I'm just curious as to know, and by the way, you know, you were very angry in jail now when I think of it. (laughs) Very angry. You were very angry, and I remember. Back to my question. I thought I would just kind of put that in there. Um, um, I wonder if you have any suggestion as to which belief system now I should just let go of. (laughs) (laughs) 
Actually, belief systems um, are a, a brilliant thing. They're brilliant. They only become uh, unbrilliant when they are trapped or locked. And that happens um, far too often, of course. A human develops a belief system and doesn't allow that belief to evolve. They trap it. They imprison it, uh, using your terms. And they then believe that that is the only belief. Belief systems are actually very creative. Uh, they, they inspire. They, they expand. Uh, they allow a human to realize their dreams, and they allow uh, an angel human to fulfill their whole um, journey. There's nothing wrong with beliefs at all, as long as you allow them to expand and change and flow and adapt to new situations continually. You had a very locked-in belief system about being an alcoholic. It was beat into you. You were hypnotized into believing that you were an alcoholic. The good news was is that this caused you from self-destructing in this lifetime because you were on that path. The bad news was that you continued to hold this belief system in a very fearful type of way, thinking that if you let it go, that you would return to your old uh, demonic drunken self. But this is how you felt, and not necessarily how I felt. But you were, you were afraid of going back to that old you. So you held this belief system very rigid. Now, obviously, letting that belief system now change and expand to the point where maybe the belief system now is that you were what you would call an alcoholic. You were psychologically addicted to alcohol. But now that expands, and you say, that is no longer a limitation. You don't have to call yourself, but yet you did have that um, marvelous experience of, of uh, over-drinking and then learning what it was like to stop drinking. So the belief system expands and evolves now, and this is a fun thing to play with. It is your belief system. You created it. Now feel and watch how it expands. It, it, it's you, but it has a life force energy in it that keeps moving. So where does it go to next? What does it do? It's not that we negate anything about the belief that you you were an alcoholic and then you became a dry alcoholic, two different belief systems that were smashing into each other, but now it evolves into, into a greater belief system. And what is that? It's for you to choose. It's for you to, to play with. It's for you to add your energy in and watch how it evolves. If you don't perhaps like the way it's going or twisting or turning, you can always recreate it in a new way. You don't have to structure it. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to get uh, what are we, uh, hammer and nails and boards and try to enclose and and shape that belief system. It is continually ebbing and flowing, but you can also guide its direction. And so, so dear uh, one of the light, what do you want to believe today? I don't think I want to believe in anything. I just want to be fully aware. That's a good belief. <laughs> and uh, thank So you, you believe that you can be fully aware. And then the belief system takes you to that full awareness. But don't get trapped 
in limiting that belief because you can go beyond awareness and that's a whole other series of discussions. Okay. I thank you very much and I'll drink to that. Uh, <laughs> Last question. I wish to understand and know the difference between self-control as discussed in the Oslo sessions and the standard technology. Hmm. Humans tend to control themselves in, in many different ways. It relates to the question and the discussion we were just having. They take a belief system and then they control it. They limit it. And essentially they suffocate that belief system or that potential of creation. They suffocate it and limit it, therefore limiting their experiences in life. Once you let the control off of your beliefs or your energies or your creations, they expand in ways that you can't even begin to fathom right now. As you let go of the controls, as you let that winged horse truly soar, it's going, to, uh, it's going to create things that um, are so different for you in your life. It's going to create the ability to heal, even though there are those who say that it can't be done. Well, then it can't. But if you believe that the standard of the pure, rejuvenated, healthy cell can radiate to every other cell in your body to send a message, a communication, actually, literally, an electromagnetic signal, to all the unhealthy, imbalanced cells, this um, this is possible. If you if you take the controls and the limitations off, anything becomes possible. At that point, as you do this, as you become the empowered humans who have the ability to heal themselves and live abundantly and joyfully, this becomes the standard to all of the others, uh, all of the other people. And this is about what the essence of the Chambra teaching is all about. So um, we say to all of you that, uh, as we just said to Luke, the belief systems, there's nothing wrong with them. You are, you are a creator being who uses a belief system or an um, energy concept to experience um, your creations. It is only when you control or limited your belief that you're now controlling and limiting your creator self. Take off the controls. Uh, go a bit crazy you know, without having the total type of breakdown that Kathumi had. Let go of the controls that you have in your body and your mind and begin experiencing something totally different. With that, Chamber, we wish you the very best for the holiday season. No homework. No homework this time. We're going to ask you to simply enjoy and experience life. And so it is. And so it is.